Hour number two of Overtime Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, William Patterson, Dawson Wise. One more hour of the Jake Miller, William Patterson edition of Overtime. God, it's very bittersweet. One more hour to go. Yeah. Let's make it a good one. It is. And just for the record, I, I'm not leaving the station. I'll still be around. I'll be around too. I'm not leaving yeah. either. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to see what transpires over the next couple of weeks. Hmm. What might that be? What might that be? I don't know if we're I don't think we're allowed to <laughs> Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Anyway. I w- I wasn't going to. So was- you know how we had the video issue yesterday with the sound playing on the video. We did. So I get a text from the boss about six fifty yesterday saying audio's not working. I tried to redo the thing on the computer, and it didn't work. It's like, ah, hey, we'll just cut it. Well, got on today on Facebook just to make sure that it was working. You ever stroll up across one of those videos where someone's, like, getting rid of an ingrown toenail? What is up with toenails and bamboo today? I don't know, man. <laughs> They're listening. They're listening. That's what it is because the first thing I see, I'm like, okay, it's working. Share to my Facebook feed. We're all good. Right? Nope. Click out of it. There's an ingrown toenail. You don't like toenails, do you? I don't know. I, I don't. No, I don't. I got pretty toenails. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah. I I don't. I don't. I just. I don't like bamboo and toenails combined. Speaking of toes, have you ever seen Shaq's toes? Uh, I. If I have, it wasn't by choice. Like basketball players have like the ugliest looking toes. Poor LeBron James. Why is LeBron catching a stray? Well, because he got he's got these normal looking feet, and then he's got these weird toes. Mm-hmm. It's because I guess he's just crammed his foot down in his shoe. Because I mean, you don't well, want, yeah. you don't want a loose fitting shoe on a basketball floor. That's how you get hurt. But it is what it is. Anything interesting going on around the NFL? Uh, Other than the fact that I have made the playoffs in the fan run fantasy league. Congratulations on that. Uh, yes. yes, actually some huge news today. What you got? Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers fired their general manager. About two years too late. And their head coach, Brandon Staley, today. About two years too late. And that's you know that's what I said in the lobby. Um, you know, I, To me, this team has underachieved with all the talent they have. Uh, Justin Herbert is a top ten quarterback in the league. Some think he's a generational talent. And you have guys like Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, uh, you know Josh Palmer. You've got so many different offensive weapons. And over the last, you know, three weeks, they've scored an average of ten points a game. And defensively, Brandon Staley is a defensive-minded coach. You'd think their defense would be good, right? You would think. Well, their defense has been bottom ten in the league. Every year, Staley has been there outside of the one year he was the defensive coordinator in 2020 where they were top five. Every year has been a head coach. They've been bottom ten or less. And they've just not been fun to watch. Well, they're not fun to watch because no. they are not a good team. And the problem is they have so much money unloaded onto all these uh, big-time defenders, Khalil Mack, uh, you know, Bosa, uh, Asante Samuel, all these guys that should be – they're all pro guys. And they're not making plays themselves either. And the problem is when you have a defensive-minded coach in the NFL, your defense better be damn good. And it's not good, and it's the worst in the league once again this season. So the NFL has transitioned to a quarterback-coach league. Mm-hmm. 
Think of all your great teams right now. Good co- good coach, good quarterback. Andy yeah. Reid, Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, right? Uh, Mike McCarthy and, and Dak Prescott. Those are the good teams. When you have a defensive-minded guy, you've got to pull your weight somewhere, and they haven't pulled their weight offensively or defensively, and it's been a mess. And last night they yeah. got out-coached by Antonio Pierce, who's the interim head coach for the Raiders. He's not even the coach. He's not even the no. guy. No. And they not only lose, they get blasted. They're down 42 nothing at halftime, Jake. That's ridiculous. That's what happens at, at West High when they start off their season. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And, I mean, this ties back into the point that I made early in the year, early in the football season, I should say. You know, when you look at these guys that are coming up through the ranks now, you're guys that are in middle school or just starting in high school. If you've got any kind of athletic ability whatsoever, they're not playing DB anymore. They're not playing linebacker. They're either playing quarterback, running back, or wide receiver. You're not going to have as much talent on the defensive side of the ball as what you used to. Well, and also the league has shifted over the last couple of years to be more offensive-oriented yeah. uh, because they've taken away the Vontez Burfick, you know, blindside hits, the Ray Lewis-type hits in the middle of the field. Yeah. And now the middle of the field's a lot more open, so you have a lot more uh, opportunity to run the ball down the middle. Well, teams are scoring uh, more. Well, yeah, and also, you know, the, the middle of the field now is yeah. just so offensively-oriented. Um, and when you have the, the roster they have offensively, you should not be putting up six points against the two and nine Patriots. No. You should not be putting up ten points against the, the uh, Denver Broncos at home. You know, this is it's, they're not a good team, and they haven't been under Brandon Staley, and they should have fired him after last year when they blew a 27 point lead in, the, uh, in a playoff game, uh, which was an NFL record, by the way. Um, it, it was way too late for this decision, and I think they'll go after uh, Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, an offensive-minded guy that is might be fed up with college football at this point. I would be. Um, my personal favorite pick for the Chargers would be Ben Johnson, who's the offensive coordinator for the Lions. Uh, the Lions have had a ton of success with him. Uh, totally you know, rejuvenized that franchise, and uh, I, I think – Ben Johnson would be perfect for that team because when you got Justin Herbert, you gotta you've paid the guy now. You've got to make the most of it, and they haven't. Absolutely. Let's get a call from Cattleman. What's up, buddy? Throw some George Dickel twelve in that Mayfield's eggnog, and y'all have a merry Christmas. Hey, buddy, you want to talk about some eggnog and some whiskey? I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not much of an eggnog guy there, Jake. It'll throw 10 pounds on you real quick, but one or two over Christmas I'll do. You know uh, that good eggnog comes out of Mayfield going down to Athens, Tennessee, down 75. Yeah. And down towards Chattanooga. I've, I've toured that Mayfield complex. Hey, that's an by interesting the way. tour, by awesome. the way. Yeah. And who, who got no Mayfield products? Well, a lot of people in Middle Tennessee, apparently. I was talking about... <laughs> Uh, going to the store, I was like, I'll just get some Mayfield ice cream. And they looked at me like I had three heads. They're like, what is Mayfield? Yeah, I'm like, you yeah. all do not know what the goat ice cream is? Yeah. Well, they need to sponsor y'all's show, I guess. Maybe they're not smart. Maybe they need to get a new uh, advertising director. Hey, I've got a contact. Hey, hey guys, got some Tennessee sports, of course. But I have a question. Uh, nothing controversial here anything. So, did y'all say there's a new change of management and ownership down there at the station? Uh, yes. Today was Nate's last show on 3 and Out. The uh, station has been uh, sold. And okay, fine. I don't want to get y'all in trouble. Yeah. Nothing to do with you guys. Um, is, is it local ownership or is it like out of town ownership? Or can you tell us anything? It is local ownership. Uh, the owner of the station also owns another local business here in town. He's from this area. Yeah, okay. So we're all yeah, good I'm, on that I'm, front. I'm, yeah. Hopefully it'll work out great. And hopefully you guys will be well protected because I think y'all are growth stock 
in the community if if the format's not changing. Sometimes owners want to change formats on stations. Oh, no, but, we're all uh, good on that front. I, yeah, hopefully that doesn't change. But I, I never met Nate Hodges, but I think he was a dumb butt. I think he was in there deep with Russ, and I heard he didn't like me calling in. So I hate to see anybody get fired around the holidays, but I don't think he was real bright. Hey, guys, um, let's talk a little Tennessee football and basketball real quick. Is um, uh, Tennessee football stuck in neutral? Yes. I mean, I'm not being negative, I'm asking your opinion. Uh, we, we saw the hot start. Hopper looked like he couldn't contain himself this time last year. Recruiting was going great. Here comes Nico. Um, and in that Florida game, man, it seems like that Florida game was like a flat tire or something. It seems like the program has just been – stuck in neutral since that florida game and that was a game in which i said if joe milton's having a bad day or if you're down at halftime and something goes bad wrong you need to make the quarterback change then and that's something we had preached all summer long and even through the first two weeks especially after the austin p game in which we were just sitting there it's like what are we doing like this is not the josh heupel offense i have no clue what we're doing and everyone wanted to make the excuse of oh well it's the rain you know it was the rain i'm just like no that's that has nothing to do with it like, we are not playing Josh Heupel football. We're just doing whatever in the world we're doing. Hopefully the playbook opens up against Florida, and it didn't. And even at the start of that game, we scored on that drive. I was like, okay, we're about to roll them, and this might be like 1990 all over again. And sure enough, we uh, we fell apart. Hey, guys, I've got an old college buddy of mine. I haven't seen him in a while, but he's still a saying at me. I think you all probably heard it before that the best predictor of future results is past results. Mm-hmm. And – um that, that's a saying that's out there. I, I, I guess that's true. Sounds smart to me. Um, if you look at Heifel's time at UCF, it was kind of a declining deal, wasn't it? Twelve and one, ten and three, and six and four. His last year during the COVID year. Yeah, and and the knock on the guy is, you know, brilliant offensive guy, um, but maybe not the best recruiter. And usually to be in the SEC in the old days. You have to be an elite recruiter to be a, get one of these head jobs. Um, do we really want to? I mean, I mean, do we don't want to go from neutral to reverse? Do we? Do we want to slide down the mountain with Josh Heupel? Looks like that's what happened at UCF. How did he get the Tennessee job? Looking back at it, he got the job because we had reached out to uh, Tony Elliott at Clemson, who's now at the head coach at Virginia. Thank God we didn't get that. And then he went after James Franklin, and then finally Danny White was like, you know what, I'm just going to call my guy yeah, down at UCF. Yeah. So, so, so his last year, maybe y'all got the computer in front of you, yeah. it's not this guy hit the cotton bowl or something. What was he his last year at UCF? I think he was 6-4 and four during the COVID year. And you know, I'm one of these guys, Cattleman, I don't think the COVID year was real football. I don't even consider it a real sports year. I yeah, don't even I, care I who the national that. Title champion that. was. So, so that was his last year. He was all that COVID crazy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then um, one quick basketball question. Rick Barnes, we'll see how it all shakes out. Once again, regular season Rick came from Texas fans. It didn't come from Poli Joe. For all the people beating up on Poli Joe, that came from Texas fans. Um, He's going to be 70, I think, in July. Yep. So we've talked about this before. So what if he just – what if he hits the the final four and throws the double bird at us and retires? Or what if he he hits the Elite Eight again – throws a double bird at us and just starts cashing that $9 million check again and eating free eggs down there at Scrambled Jake's and Pete's down there in the old city. He could do that to us. <laughs> he could. So I was like to throw that little local angle in there. But, guys, I mean, where are we going into the new year with Tennessee sports? I'll throw one little shot of Tabasco on that Eggs Benedict for you, Jake. Um, 
Where is uh, Greg Isaacs or a good attorney in this town suing UT for violation of the nepotism laws? For Kelly Jolly and her husband both being on staff, making a million dollars a year after the weeklies did the same thing in softball? That's uh that's an interesting one because I mean the weeklies they were here for how oh, yeah, they were double dipping forever. Why do we have nepotism laws on the books if they're never enforced? That's a good question. I mean, the thing is, like, nepotism happens everywhere. Like, everyone has yeah, seen yeah, it at in, some in, point in, in their private life. businesses. You can't do anything about it. Daddy starts a good business, and son's usually the next, you know, you know, CEO. That's how it goes in the private world. But in the public world, these nepotism laws are put in place to protect the taxpayer, even if it's the ta- the taxpayer's not involved. Kelly Jolly's still on the state in retirement system. Her husband is. The Weeklies were. If Tennessee, this, you know, Kelly Jolly looks like she's on the fast track to getting fired. So we're going to have to buy her out. I'm sure she's got a million dollar buyout in her contract. And we're going to have to pay her hubby, too. She can't find some other assistant out there. Why are they double dipping on UT? When somebody, why don't you go, you get a press pass, uh, Jake? Why don't you go to Kelly Jolly's uh, next uh, uh, media availability and ask her, if you if you want to, I'll borrow it since y'all don't have ownership and I'll ask her for you. Uh, I don't get a press pass. Uh, I don't think they want me to have one either. <laughs> that's, hey, that's the thing. All right, I'm trying to keep you guys out of trouble. Merry Christmas. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Cattleman. Could you imagine if they gave me a press pass? Uh... <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to visualize you walking in there with all the other people with your with your past going into a press conference something like that I think you'd ask the tough questions though I would ask the tough questions that'd probably get me scooted right out the door real quick Dawson imagine this about to have a Kelly Jolly Harper or a Rick Barnes or a Josh Heupel or Tony Vitello press conference and I just walk in there with my Weigel's roller dog in hand and a Celsius in the other, just sitting there eating my hot dog. And then I just ask the question with a mouthful of a cheddar cheese dog. Just imagine it. What do you think I would look like in that? Do you think I'd get a lot of dirty looks for the questions I'd ask? I imagine we'd get the same silence and then next question from Josh Heupel, like we got earlier in the season, if you remember that clip. My goal would be to try to make him laugh. Like it'd be so, it'd be a tough question, but I'd try to make him laugh. You might get that too. Yeah, feel like I might do that. I don't know, William. You're probably more in line than anyone on this show, along with Tucker. Uh, Tucker's got one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he covers the games for us. You'd probably be the next in line to get one. If it were, if it were my guess, you'd probably be the next in line to get it. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I don't yeah. know. I. It'd be cool, uh, but at the same time, I, I love watching the games in the student section. But I guess maybe I could be the first uh, media pass, media credentialed pass guy to sit in the student section. Dear God. Imagine just, uh, I just walk down and just hop onto the field. You know, I'm a student, but I've also got my credential. William is going to tailgate before these games. <laughs> William is going to go into the presser. William is going to look at Josh Heupel. Coach, what the hell were you thinking on this play? I don't know if I would. I, I don't know if that's very on par for me. I don't know if I'd do that. If I had a pass, I don't think I'd tailgate. Nah, I mean, that, that's the thing. It, when you get those passes, you do whatever you can to protect it. To be honest, though, I don't I don't drink during the games unless 
you know, it's – I drank at the Alabama game just because. Then you became a celebrity. Well, yeah, I did do that. Um, but, honestly, I just like watching the game. And I just like – it's like a natural high. Just like enjoying college football in a really cool venue. That's – I don't need to drink to enjoy that. Um, now, every now and then I will, but – it, it won't be to a limit where uh, I'd be screaming at Josh Eiffel in the post-game presser. Well, there you have that. Dawson, you get a press pass. You doing anything to jeopardize that? You don't partake in any of that, do you? No. Good. Keep I, it that way. It's, I would it's probably, cheaper that way. I would jeopardize mine by asking tough questions. I mean, that's the thing. I'd be I mean, mad about that. I mean, the thing is, like, nobody wants to ask the tough question until they know that somebody's getting fired. I mean, let's call this like it is. Butch Jones' last year. Nobody asked the tough question until after the Georgia game in which you got beat at home and shut out for the first time since 94. That's when the tough questions started coming around. Mm -hmm. And there was one reporter in particular, I can't remember who it was, but every week the question was, do you feel like you know, John Curry still has confidence in you as the football coach? And he gave the generic, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. He did that for the first two times he did it. And then after the Missouri game, it's like you just you knew after that game that he was getting fired. And it's funny, like every time we have fired a coach, I've checked out. Like if it gets so bad, like in a conference game, I just tune it out. Vandy in twenty twelve, about halfway through the third quarter, I was like, you know what? I'm not watching this anymore. Then about halfway through the Missouri game, twenty seventeen, to turn it off, I'm not doing this anymore. 2020, it happened as early as the Kentucky game. I've not done it yet. I've not done it yet. But at that Missouri game in 2017, the same reporter looked at Butch Jones, asked him the same question, and you could tell Butch knew at this point. Like the conversation had probably already been had with John Curry at this point. It's like, when this weekend there, you're done. And he just looks at the guy. You know, you really are persistent and consistent with your questions, aren't you? You're really persistent and consistent with that. It was it was a press conference in which, like, after that, it's like, okay, yeah, he's getting fired tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, we all knew at that point. Then it turned into the biggest debacle of a coaching search you'd ever seen. You had your guy, and then he ends up going to Florida, which I don't know. Are we glad that we get, didn't get Dan Mullen, or did we miss out? Uh, Because that's who we were going to hire. And I, then I he mean, got the call on Friday before we hire or we're going to hire Shiano. I was like, do not take the Tennessee job. You're going to get hired by Florida. I mean, I like, I'm like. i a big Mullen fan, but I think he's he's just a really good offensive mind. He's very similar to Heupel, in my opinion. Really, two really good offensive minds, dynamic offenses. You know, Mullen and, and Urban Meyer is what started the spread offense, yeah. you know, back when they were at Utah. And Mullen's taken that everywhere he's been. That 2020 team, 2019 team, they were good. I mean, that, that offense was rolling. They had some yeah. good pieces defensively. Problem is he couldn't recruit, and um, it caught up to him. Yeah, and he whiffed on Emory Jones, and that was supposed to be his hit. And they only had Richardson for really a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that team also they had Todd Grantham, who was his yeah. friend from you know brought him over from Mississippi State, and he was reluctant to hire or fire him when it was time. Yeah, well, he was and, even reluctant to hire him because you know they had just Florida had just stolen their AD at Mississippi State. Yeah, Scott Strickland. Yeah. And they were afraid to, like, hire Dan Mullins. Like, well, you know, they just stole me away. I'd hate to do this to them because I'm pretty sure uh, Scott Strickland was a Mississippi State guy. 
Uh, Strickland was from Jackson. Um, so he's Mississippi guy. Yeah, Mississippi guy. Yeah. Um, and he came over in 2016 when McElwain was still there. Yeah. Um, and then McElwain ended up getting fired. Mm-hmm. And then Mullen came, Mullen's first season was 2018, I believe. He was yeah, it was from, the same year as uh, yeah. Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, so Mullen started 2018. But, you know, I'm not comparing necessarily saying it's the same situation for Heupel, but the, the comparison's very similar. You have two really off, good offensive minds. Yeah. Uh, two guys that struggle a little bit recruiting and two guys that are reluctant to fire their friends when they need to. And I'm not saying that, you know, Hypo after year three um, or year four this year is going to get fired, but that's the same track record that Mullen was on. Yeah. He I didn't mean. He didn't cut the fat when he needed to. No. And that, that defense was so bad, and they tried to, you know, patch it up way too late in the game, and ended up, he ended up losing his job. That he did. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. team's gear just wasn't up to par. Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Are you ready to make your dream home a reality? Hi, I'm Bo Kregner and here at the Kregner Group at Realty Executives, we know that finding the perfect home is more than just a transaction. It's about finding your sanctuary, your future, your happiness. Our team is dedicated to guiding you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and stress-free journey towards home ownership. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're here to help. Call me anytime at 865-742-1035 or just visit us online at bonoshouses.com. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear because I'm grilling up dinner. Do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Attention service members and veterans. Introducing the Griffin Law Firm, your trusted ally in military legal matters. Whether it's fighting for your rights, navigating complex regulations, or seeking justice, at Griffin Law, your mission is their mission. Here's VFL Marshall Griffin. As a veteran and retired military attorney, I've successfully defended lifelong benefits and helped preserve professional futures. So I know that when you hire a military justice lawyer, you maximize your chance to get relief. With my unique experience, I can advocate for you because there's no military matter that's too big or too small. Let us help you make these critical decisions that could affect the rest of your life. Remain silent, request counsel, call Griffin Law. For a free consultation, call 888-707-4282. That's 888-707-4282. 
or visit GriffinLawDefense.com. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, online at fanrunradio.com and your free Fan Run Radio app. Back to the phones. Larry in Georgia is next. What do you say, Larry? Fellas. Larry. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you guys for a change. I know I've been a little slack on my uh, on my calling in for, you know, whatever various number of reasons between travels and sickness and you know, just being a, a slacker generally. So, you know. Man, if you um, felt anywhere near as bad as what I did a couple of weeks ago when I was numb from my head to my toe, I, I hope you got better faster than I did. You know, mine wasn't so much feeling bad. It was a cough that I could not get rid of. But it was also that cough was so bad that I could not sleep laying down. I had to literally sit straight up and down. So even when we were up there, I was in a recliner with my feet up, but I was sitting straight up and down with the back of the recliner with pillows around me. And then we came home. I tried to sleep in the bed the first night. Nope, not happening, even in the adjustable bed. I had to come out to the couch, put pillows up all around me, and sleep on the couch for three nights. And even that was just terrible. So, you know, that was that was really the, the thing that got me. Once I finally started breaking, the, the cough junk started breaking up and everything, I was good, but I didn't really feel terrible. I was just, man, I was so wiped out, too. It was just, it was crazy. But well, It takes a lot out of you, kind of like falling down the stairs and thinking you might have bruised or broke a rib. Yeah. Like, I think I get I, over I think, it, and then all of a sudden I'll cough, and then I'll just feel it, like, in my chest and in my back. Well, and I, I, I was, originally I was thinking, you know, the climate change going up and down the hill, for, cause what was it, four weekends in a row we were up there or whatever. Yeah. The different weather changes and whatnot. I don't know that it was that. I think it was having to continually come back to this festival down here. I think it just it just wore on my system. All them dirty um, people you know, down in Georgia. There, there ain't nothing wrong with that that clean mountain air up there. It's it's always when I come back down here that that it hits me. So you know, there's a correlation there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, football question, yeah. and, and I don't know that that a lot of people are are thinking about this, and and I put it out there on on. Edda was responding to somebody's um, tweet yesterday. So everybody is is worried and, and almost in panic mode about you know obviously tonight we get the we get the big tight end commit and that's that's huge but you know they're all oh, the we're not getting the commit the commits from the portal and blah blah blah. What people are not they're failing to remember is that we are still short how many scholarships. We cannot just go out and randomly start throwing offers to every to everybody that's in the portal. Right. He's got to be a little bit more selective right now because we're still short on those scholarships. Now, having several people hit the portal to, to exit is going to help because that's going to free those up. But until they're actually gone, that still doesn't free them up. And that's what people aren't – they're not thinking, well, we lost six guys. No, we haven't lost those six guys yet. We've lost two of the six. Yeah. But the other four are still are still technically under scholarship to UT. So he's got a he's got just a terrible balancing act right now that he's having to walk that line of. So I mean, I, and I know he can. If you get a commit, yeah, you can pull somebody's scholarship. But do you really want that to be the coach? You know what I mean? Do you do you right. as the coach? Do you want to be that guy? Well, and 
it's it's a hairy situation right now with the scholarship situation, but one of the things that you can do in this situation, and we've done it for a few walk-ons already, is instead of giving a scholarship, what you do is you get a guy and say, listen, I don't have a scholarship for you. However, we have this NIL collective called Spire, and what they'll do is supply you with enough money to not only put some money in your pocket, but pay for your tuition, room and board and all that as well. That's but, the way you get around that. Yeah, but you're you're also going up against other schools that are going to be able to offer both. They're offering, okay, here's your schol- you're a scholarship athlete and you're getting this on top of it. So I, I think for him right now, it, it's a little bit of, of both. And, and you're right. Like I said, we I'm not sure what's going on with the NIL stuff on our side. I, I think – it would be it would be nice to have have somebody come out and just answer some of the questions, but I don't know that anybody's going to ask. Just like the coaches, I don't know anybody's going to go into those rooms with these guys and ask them those tough questions either. Hey, where's the money going? Hey, what's this, that, and the other thing? You know, what what do we actually have to be able to do for these kids? Well, and that's um, a big so question I, because when you look at Spire, uh, I about said Spire Motorsports, <laughs> uh, Spire Sports. Um, when you look at what they're doing, I mean, we're supposed to have. Correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the top three NIL collectives in the country. Why are we eight and four? Because if you've got the best collective, you should be able to go get the best players. That's my issue that I have right now, is if we're not getting the best players, somebody's not doing something right somewhere. And I just want to know what it is. And I I know, too, that you know all these coaches and all these other collectives, they're throwing out millions of dollars – at these recruits and it's basically a bidding war to get these recruits and it's like well well we don't want to give them this much money because we got to allocate more funds on this side of the ball or we got to allocate more funds to this position so i don't know what in the world is going on if there is anything going wrong it needs to be rectified immediately that needs to be fixed and fixed asap because with the money yeah, that we so have coming into that collective and the talent that we could go get we should be i mean there's no reasons why we can't be in the college football playoff every single year from here on out. Oh, I, yeah, I, I would, I would a hundred percent agree with that. Now, the other thing too is with the recruiting, the high school recruiting. I know there's a lot of people that are saying, "Oh, well, we're in the the mid to high teens for recruiting." The problem is, it's we're not we're not packing the class like Butch used to do, and that's what a lot of people don't see either. We don't have that many recruits. So, and, and I I saw the number earlier somewhere on on Twitter, and I don't remember who who tweeted out there, but instead of looking at your overall class saying, hey, it's the 17th ranked, when you start breaking it down by each individual recruit, we're sitting at, I want to say the average is like eighth, sixth sixth or eighth in the country, which now you're starting to look at, okay, well, yeah, we don't have that high of a class, but we have the, what we do have are the higher, the number, the, the numbers are bearing out to be higher stars. Um, it, you know what I mean? Like the, the ratio is, is more, more of your fours and fives versus your threes. Well, and something um, else to think about, Larry, too, with that is, yeah, we're sitting at number 13 in the country right now in recruiting, but we're eighth in the SEC. That also poses a problem because, yeah, you might have the number 13-ranked class in the country. That doesn't mean you're going to be the 13th best team in the country. What you look at is where you line up in your conference. And if you got the eighth best recruiting class in your in your conference, guess where you're going to be in about – I don't know, two to three years, give or take. You're going to be middle of the back of the half of the pack in the conference. 
Yeah, I mean, yes, yes and no. I mean, you're you're probably right. I think think part of that falls back though on on how they're coached, yes. and because of the portal nowadays, how many of those guys from these other classes look at Florida right now? They've had a bunch of people jump in. Look at Georgia; they've had a bunch of high high classification recruits from the last two classes jump in the portal because they're not getting playing time and they're wanting to go elsewhere where they're going to be able to play. So, and then you know you have Florida with that man. I listen. Sunbelt Billy's gone after next year. There's no way he survives that schedule. Oh, absolutely have. not. That, I, I, if I'm DJ Lagway or LJ McCray, I'm looking elsewhere. I, yeah, I, I'm. if I'm him, I'm looking at that going, okay, I'm just going to start sending my resume out now because there's no way we can get through this. I don't care, who, I don't care if you're Saban. That schedule is brutal. Whoever put Miami and Florida State as two of your, your out-of-conference games, which I understand that they play them a lot, but good Lord, man – You've got eight relatively tough in-conference games, and then you have those two as you're out of conference. Yeah, you're getting tore up. Um, anyway, that was that was just about all I had, fellas. I don't I don't have a whole lot more. Um, I I do want to thank. Uh, I, I I haven't done a lot of listening to the morning show. I have a you know off and on. I've listened to it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I want to send a thank you to Nate because because of him and what he did with starting the, the radio, pro, the, the station and all the different shows and bringing all you guys, different guys in there. You know, I, I got turned on to it by, by, you know, by my kid. And, and it's, for me, it's turned into, I listen to the shows off and on. It gives me something to, to be able to listen to and keep in touch with, but it's also for me created friendships like with yourself. Um, and right. it's, it's creating other stuff that, that, you know, we won't get into, but you know, like I, I appreciate that from his standpoint. Um, again, I don't know much about him personally, but I, I appreciate what he did professionally bringing that, that station in because it's it's really done a lot. And I think it's done a lot for the athletics up there. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm appreciative of that. I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I think the, the new group is going to do well and, and continue to, to, to make an upward trajectory. Trajectory. That's a hard word to say. Um <laughs> especially this late at night and I haven't been drinking. So, you know, but uh, no, it's, I think, I think they're going to continue it moving in the right direction and, uh, and just growing it. And I, I think uh, there's bigger and, and even better things to come for all y'all that are staying. Um, William have a great Christmas and new year's. I know I won't talk to you cause you're gonna, definitely going to be out of there. Um, I, and, and to everybody who is coming back, y'all, I will see you on the flip side after the first of the year. So as always, Thank you guys for what you do. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Love you, boys. Go big freaking orange. Appreciate the phone call, Larry. Let's get Willie in here next. What do you say, Willie? Hey, guys. I tell you what. So y'all are y'all are telling me now that something about Billy's not going to survive. I don't think he's going to survive at all. I don't think there's well, any way that he survives that schedule next year. Well, why do we not? have more people that will stand up and say what me and you're saying, Nate. What we, oh, that uh, he's not going to make it through next year? No, that we got we got to get rid of his ass and hire Jamie Chadwell before we lose this opportunity. Well, how funny would it be, Willie, if uh, the Patriots came a-calling to Josh Heupel and Josh Heupel takes the job? And then, oh, buddy, I would go to Lynchburg, Virginia myself with a Charlie's Pizza from Jacksboro and be like, Coach, this is your hometown pizza, and it's time to bring you on home. 
We're going to get you a house set up in Campbell County, and then we're going to get you, or we'll get him a lake house in Campbell County, go on Norris Lake, and then we'll get him a nice house over here in Sequoia Hills. We'll make it happen for him. i got a realtor set up for him. I've got all the stops lined up, Willie, to get Jamie Chadwell to Knoxville. I'd let him pick wherever he wants to live, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can pick the lake house, but it's got to be in Jacksboro because you got to honor your hometown. But I- I'm serious, guys. Coaching hires are all about timing. Yes. We've let so many coaches go by while we're sitting there on our hands. I mean, we can't, we can't afford to do that, especially as competitive as it is now. You have to excuse me. My, my voice is going. But, um, yeah, I mean, we can't be sitting on our hands. Would you not agree with that? No, I, I would agree because there have been too many instances in the past. I mean, you look at it with Butch Jones especially. He should have been fired after the Vanderbilt game in 2016, but you let him hang around a year too long. Derek Dooley, you know, for as much as that probably wasn't his fault with the bare cupboard that he got left, he should have probably been fired after we lost to Kentucky in 2011. Fulmer let it get out of hand, and then you kept him around for way too long. He probably should have been fired after 2005, that year that he threw Randy Sanders under the bus. Well, our, our, our lack of recruiting and our lack of success in the portal, we, we need to fire this guy. Let something drastically changes. We need to fire this guy after next year. Yeah, if he does not get to the college football playoff next year, um, that that's another red flag that you can just keep adding on to. You know, like I just told uh, Larry in Georgia, you know, yeah, we're the number 13th ranked recruiting class in the country, but we're eighth in conference. And Willie, you know just as well as I do, if you're eighth in the conference in recruiting, where are you going to finish? You're going to finish about middle to back half of the pack of the conference because you don't have the athletes to compete. Yeah, you're going to be a scavenger. You're going to be that bottom feeder that goes along the bottom of the fish tank. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be the beta fish that's eating up all all the leftover food after the big fish come in and take what they want. Exactly. So, I wish some other fans would step up to the plate instead of making fun of, of me. I don't make fun of you. Well, I think you're a great caller. I've been listening to your calls ever since I was a kid. I, I know you have, and I appreciate <laughs> the, the, the confidence you have in me. But I'll tell you what, you sit around too long, man, and you just bypasses you yeah coaching bypasses you knocks your hat off as it goes by yeah and willie i'll tell you this you and i are not in the only camp of i would hire jamie chadwell right now there are a lot of people that i've talked to and these fans know exactly what they're talking about when it comes to football they're kind of in the same boat that we are if you get the chance to go get jamie chadwell you go get him and and i'll tell you another thing always makes me it always pisses me off when I hear people say this, but I'm going to say it for a change. I'm going to be the one that says it. You don't go out and hire Jamie Chadwell. Who are you going to get? To be honest, I, I don't have an answer to that because I have no clue. I don't know I don't the next up-and-coming coach. I don't believe I don't believe the coaching is so competitive in this league, I don't think they'll be able to get anybody else. And I'm not – I don't mean to diminish Chadwell. Chadwell's a great coach. That's who I want. If I can have anybody out there, Chadwell's the guy I want. Yeah. I mean, if something were to happen with Josh Heupel, we have to fire him or he takes another job, that'd be the first call I make. Because that guy loves this place. He grew up here. He knows this place, and he knows what it means to win here. And he can get it done. He's, He's a proven winner. I mean, he did it at Coastal Carolina, of all places. Now he's doing it at Liberty. 
I, I, I disagree with you on one thing. What's that? We don't need to call him then. We need to call him now and have him on speed dial and say, look, Coach, this job is yours. Please don't go anywhere unless you call me first. And Willie, you'd be happy to know that we have a uh, – we got a Jamie Chadwell bobblehead here in studio. I've already got the bobblehead ready. Cool. How did you get that made? Well, it was uh, when he won Coach of the Year down at Coastal Carolina – and someone ordered it, and we just – it's been here ever since. Hey, he built a winning program where it's never been done. Yeah. That's Lou Olson type stuff. That's Jim Calhoun type stuff. Yeah. That's what winners do. Yeah, they build programs. Just like King Johnny. Well, King Johnny, he built, uh, what, Iowa State. He built Pitt, Pittsburgh, and he built Tennessee. Yeah. He did. And uh, and what Philip Fulmer built? Nothing. Philip Fulmer ran this athletic program into the ground. And he ran the football yeah. team in the, into the ground twice. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, guys, I appreciate y'all letting me get that off my chest. I better get off here while I can still talk. All righty, Willie. We appreciate the phone call, buddy. Let's get Tommy in here next. What do you say, Tommy? How y'all boys doing this evening? Good. Good. Man, you know, I agree with a lot of points on that last caller. Uh, I'm sorry I'm out here doing 15 things at once. But, uh, you know, with this whole – can y'all hear me pretty good? I'm yeah, buddy, we got you. Hold on, let me get off speaker. We got you loud and clear. Very respectful. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I've got my hands in too many pots at one time. But no, man, I've been listening all day. Uh, you know, the whole Jamie Chadwell deal, I love Jamie Chadwell. And this is a guy from West Tennessee who did not know him until he took over the Coastal Carolina deal and how they played. What was that big game they had? What was it BYU? Uh, I think so. Years ago. Yeah, Jamie Chadwell, I mean, Campbell County guy, my hometown yeah. guy, my hero. I know, but. The pride of been, Campbell County. Exactly, and, uh, you know, I've watched him at Coastal Carolina and how he elevated that program. Like he said, he built a program that was not winning into a successful program. You know, he took over uh, the program at Liberty under Hugh Freeze. So I know a lot of them players are Hugh Freeze players, but he took them over just like Josh Hoppel did. Uh, Wasn't he the coach that took over Scott Frost? Yes, he did and that, and then he took over with uh, Pruitt's players. The thing is, Pruitt had some good players on this roster. Now, some of those good Absolutely. players left, but he took what he had. I mean, he turned Jalen Hyatt, who I, I had high expectations for him coming out of high school. I didn't think he'd blow up in his junior year like he did, but by golly, he did. Now he's playing for the New York Giants. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna quit beating around the bush get to my point. I love Jamie Chadwell, and yes, if something did happen and Josh Hopple decided to go with Oklahoma or NFL or, you know, just whatever, we fired him. Yes, Jamie Chadwell yep. would be my number one. I've told all my buddies I do not want to see him go to Florida. I do not want to see him go to South Carolina or anywhere like that where they're struggling. No. But we cannot give up on Josh Hopple after, you know, the season we had. We beat Alabama. We had a great season. And, you know, yes, he stuck with a quarterback that should not have been in there, but I think he's got a plan. 
But this season right out, yes, if we go seven, five, eight, and four with this schedule, then maybe Josh is not the guy, but I'm I'm not jumping off that bandwagon yet. Now, let me ask you this. If you were to go six and six next year, what are you doing? I'm calling Jamie Chadwell. Exactly. Because I've told everybody, you know, I've got some Florida friends. I've got some Ole Miss uh, friends. Hey, Jamie Chadwell's and he's the next coach coming up. I don't want to see him have to go to, you know, a Central Florida or something like that. He he deserves to go to a big time program. Tennessee needs to be it. If Jamie Chadwell landed at like a Florida, a Georgia, an Alabama, or an LSU, I would cry. I would be yeah. so distraught. I'd and be so that's disgruntled. That's what's for me now. If Josh Hoppel comes out and we have a, a damn good season and Billy Napier is not going to make it, like y'all said, with that schedule coming up, they're fixing the, they're fixing the can him. Nah, and I mean, you no, offer, there's no uh, doubt about that. He, he's not making it through next year. You offer a, a Florida job, I know he's a big Tennessee guy, but the money they're going to come with and the recruits i mean that logo recruits itself you got great players throughout the state and through southern georgia and everywhere else i mean it's it's kind of hard to turn down i know y'all boys are up against it and i just want to get a dollar y'all uh i i hope to god that we can uh get everybody back on the same page you know like it was last year when everybody was you know high on the hog with josh hopper and this tennessee football team but we got basketball and football or uh baseball coming up so everybody just calm down have your beer and you know go sit down when have you ever known me to calm down hell never that's the damn problem <laughs> i mean it is what it is man if i were if i were calm i would not be a good radio host you and justin hannah i swear we're gonna have to get together one evening and have a few beers and just sit around and talk about this off air that way we don't get no violations because i'm i'm about three seconds away from getting one so i'm gonna hop off i appreciate the phone call buddy let's get roberto in here next what do you say berto there he is yeah even fellas yeah sorry try to get in the best spot for the for the mobile web in my house what can i say nice boy uh I mean, yeah, Jamie Chadwell, but we still have a coach, right? We didn't we fire Josh Heupel yet? Not yet. Not yet. Man, y'all got him halfway out the damn door already. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm right there it's with kinda, you. I love chaos. I'm not going to lie, Jake. I love you. You know that. We're good. We're buddies, man. Yeah. I'd do anything for you. But I'm, I'm a little pissed. I mean, we can't, we can't even damn celebrate the fact that we just got the tight end that we've been focused on since we got into the damn transfer portal I, I'm, like an hour and a half ago. I'm right there with you. I don't understand the Glazers. What in the hell? I, I, Jamie Chadwell is not in – they're not on our radar right now. I mean, you have Josh Heupel, he's your coach, got a season coming up. I don't care about Jamie Chadwell personally. I'll take him to and Charlie's record, Pizza and the Chinese Buffet. I'm a big Jamie Chadwell fan. I've known him since I was in high school. He's he's about four years older than me, but I've known him since I was in high school, and I love him. He's a great dude. Yeah, he was he was actually at um, uh, uh, Charleston Southern when my cousin was actually the, the head of the band there. She was like the band major at or major whatever you call him. Nice, right? Drum major. So I'd seen him coach before. I was like, damn, this guy really knows what he's doing. 
But can we like table the the Jamie Chadwell hype until like Josh Heupel doesn't do anything? I mean, like we went eight and four, and we're going to win a ninth game this year, and we're going to go twenty and six in our last two years. Can we just like pump the freaking brakes for a second? We can, but I mean, the thing is, is like, Jake, what if Josh Jake, Heupel takes the Patriots you. job? You know what if he takes the Patriots job though? He's not going to get the Patriots job. You don't think so? Who, no. Josh Heupel? Yeah, hell no. I don't. Uh, no. Come on, Jake. No. Jake, you're just you're just making up stuff because you know you're in the wrong, and you should you should shut your damn mouth. I, and I love you. We're friends. I love you too, and I love Jamie Chadwell. He's got a great family. Uh, Jamie, eventually, he will. I believe this in my heart of hearts. Eventually, Jamie Chadwell will be the coach at the University of Tennessee. I I'll cry that. the real tears. And I'd be happy for you. Yeah. But let's table that with, we just got Holden Stays out of the portal, and he's the best tight end in the country coming in like out of the portal this year. That's going to be fun to watch. And, you know, that's a piece that we were really missing this year because when you look back at what we were able to do with Princeton Fant and use him like a Swiss Army knife, yeah, you could put him at the tight end position. If you wanted to put him in the slot, you could do that as well. Oh, by the way, yeah, I can play some fullback too. Yeah, well, he's a physical carbon copy of Brock Bowers too. Identical measurements. I'm not saying that he's going to be Brock Bowers, but identical measurements. And Georgia was going to take him to replace Brock Bowers and back up Delp or have him start in front of Delp. And like we beat Georgia for him. Yes. Can we can we just like as a fan base collectively go all the guys started announcing they were, it, they set the stage. You know they've been doing it and they've been waiting for it and I thought it was great, right? They set the stage today. All the big guys that we needed to come back for next year along the line said they're coming back. You know, my guess is Tyler Barron ends up back here too because Ole Miss is flirting with him, and Ole, but Ole Miss just took a defensive uh, uh, edge rusher, I guess the one from um, from Florida, right? Didn't you see this yeah. today? So I, Tyler Barron is going to end up back over here. We're going to get the band back together. Our defense is going to be better because we, you know, addition by subtraction. I love all these. All these crazy Yahoo ball fans. Oh, my God, our entire defensive secondary left. You were the same people that were saying all season that they suck. <laughs> they did. They I know, did. but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying all the people having a, just an absolutely conniption fit about it were the same people that less than eight weeks ago were saying these guys are awful after, you know, whatever, pick your game. Oh, Florida. Florida but was when it was at its Florida worst. Florida specifically. Yeah. But then, you know, fast forward to Alabama in the second half, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just I, – I get I get trapped pretty good at our fan base. And I'm one of the sheeple, okay? I admit it. I, I, I go as the wind blows. I do. I totally admit that. But I'm trying to be more logical in my fandom. And the, and the truth is, man – we're in a really good place, and if we get one or two more good offensive linemen and two defensive backs out of the portal in the next couple of weeks, guys, we are set to be pretty good next year. Agreed. Like, we really are, and and I'm I'm really happy about that. When you get all the interior offensive linemen back, save Ollie Lane, well, you just get your entire offensive line back, save one guy who couldn't come back, right? And you right. get your entire starting four defensive uh, tackles back like the entirety of your rotation guys we are setting up to have a good season next year the schedule laid out for us 
The only games I don't like are Florida and Alabama back to back, and we can't exactly be upset about that. Those are at home. Yeah, I mean that's we got four straight SEC home games out of this deal, and yeah, we have to play two straight road games in that uh, same stretch right before that. But you get a bye week in between in between those two road games. Yeah, we're gonna right. have three right. weekends where we're not home at Neyland, but guess what? You're gonna have four straight after that. Well, this season, I should say the the, the season coming up. Yeah. The schedule has set up just like last year's. And when I say just like, we were staggered with out-of-conference game, road game, out-of-conference game, home game, out of con- or in-conference road game, home game. And, and, we, and then, you know, you know, then we had a bye. And then before our biggest game of the year, we had a bye. People forget we had a bye before Alabama. Yeah. So, well, I'm sorry, Jake. I wasn't trying to crap on your parade, your Jamie Chadwell parade. And by God, when he is coach here, they're going to have a parade up in Campbell County. Also, Jake, um, we had to go to Campbell County because my wife was a, a victim of some fraud out of out of your lovely county. Oh, Not God. that that should surprise you. No. Um, can y'all like I don't know like like put some money into you downtown? Well, which one, Jacksboro, Lafollette, or Careville? Where's the Where's the courthouse? Jacksboro. Jacksboro. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. They're love doing the fall at first. Then we're going to go on to Jacksboro. Love you, buddy. I hey, love you too, man. All righty. Got about three minutes left in the show. We're going to skip the final break. Um, guess I want to end the show. Normally we do something funny, but I want to do it on a serious note. As of course we mentioned earlier, Nate Hodges uh, finished out his final show here at Fan Run Radio, a radio station that he started eight years ago, and. You know, Cattleman mentioned uh, changing formats. Well, before it was what it is, before it was Fan Run Radio, um, Nate founded Sports Radio Knoxville, hence my email, jake at sportsradionoxville.com. And he bought it. It was a Hispanic music station. And I don't know if you all noticed the wooden studs that are standing up in the ground Mm -hmm. outside as you look left walking out of here. There used to be a trailer there. So he came in, decided, you know what? We're just going to make this something that people have never seen before. There used to be a wall right here as well, right where the ceiling tile's in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're going to tear that down. We're going to go on camera. We're going to make it something big. And between voluntary reaction, Shiano Sunday, the emergency broadcast, and then adding the likes of John Reed, Russell Smith, and various other personalities throughout the years. Nate Hodges built a very successful brand here. Now, Ryan is going to carry that on, and we're going to continue to be successful here. Nate, I just wanted to say I appreciate you, the opportunity that you gave me, and, you know, probably getting on a little bit of personal note here, but, uh, you know, I was in a really bad job that I really, really hated. I had actually, um, I had a good job when I started here during the day. And then some things happened there which caused me to have to take another job and Nate you know six months after that had happened was like well dude why don't you come work for me so I did and you know it got me out of a bad situation had a lot of fun and you know really just brought back a little bit of energy to my life that I had lost you know from being in a job that I hated absolutely hated to going to something that's like okay well now I can do this I can have fun oh and by the way you can still do radio okay cool and then of course we found out during the summer what was about to happen here at the station and it was uh it was bittersweet because the only thing i knew is like well i've got the same boss at both places like what do i do here and 
once I found out who who was buying the station, I knew that we were going to be in good shape. You know, as soon as I figured that out, I was like, okay, we're, we're going to be fine. And Nate, we just want to say thank you, man. Uh, you've given a lot of opportunities to a lot of people here and help build a very reputable brand. And we're going to keep that rolling for you. William, it's going to be the last time you and I do a show together. It is. And I just want to say I appreciate your efforts and that I trust you fully with what you're about to do here in the coming weeks. And, um, you know, just uh, just know that it wasn't always sunshine and roses when I took it over, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Jake, I, I appreciate that. And um, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be here. Uh, you know, when you called me back in August, I was uh, at a music station myself. Not yeah. It wasn't Spanish, but um, – and I was looking to get my foot in the door. They spoke with, the native language. Yeah. I was looking to get my foot in the door with sports talk. <laughs> yeah. And because that's always been my passion. And uh, you've given me the opportunity to do that. And now, um, you know, I get to continue that for a little bit longer, too. And uh, so I, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity. And this has been really fun this this fall. This iteration. And, uh, you know, just because we might not be talking to each other every day anymore doesn't mean that that's going to. Uh, break up our friendship and uh, I, I really appreciate you and uh, value your friendship as well oh i'm probably still going to drunk call you on the weekends asking <laughs> if you can have somebody bring me food <laughs> i mean that that, that yeah. is never going to end that is never going to end that's going to do it for us thank you william thank you jack thank you dawson thank you sir something else coming up next here on wkgn tune in tomorrow for the cover boys at nine o'clock right here on fan run radio